0: Not Pastor Rebbin's word. Pastor I am who it says I am. I am can, do what, I I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says, can be, can be it says I can be. And I will have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. my heart is receptive my My ears are open open. and i better not go to sleep sleep. i'll never be the same same. in jesus name name. Amen. amen father thank you for the word today thank you for the power that is in your word because as we hear your word, faith in our hearts begin to build So I step back so the Spirit of God can use me to minister life to your people. Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice. And as we lift you up today, you said you would draw all men to you. So, Lord, we thank you for signs miracles and wonders following the lives of everyone who's connected to what they hear and to what they see. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody say amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're in a series called A Year of an Open Heaven. Everybody say, A Year year of an Open Heaven. And so today I'm going to briefly talk about the principle to maintaining an open heaven, and that is stewardship. Everybody say stewardship. Stewardship is very important and it's a principle uh, in God's word when it comes to the kingdom of God. And so today what I'm going to be doing is providing you with some information that I believe will help you see that Word of Truth has been a good manager of God's resources and of what you give uh uh in the ministry and so we're going to look at the new living translation of first corinthians four we're only going to look at about three verses and then i'm going to jump into a presentation for you this morning the new living translation of first corinthians chapter four it says this now a person who is put in charge as a manager must be what faithful the living bible says now the most important thing about a servant is that he or she does just what his master tells him to do. The NRSV version says, Moreover, it is required of stewards that they be found trustworthy. Everybody say trustworthy. <laughs> do you know you can be a manager over something but not be trustworthy? Financial blessings are activated, listen, by our giving But they are increased and maintained by our stewardship. I'm going to say that again. Financial blessings. Everybody say financial blessings. Financial Financial blessings are activated when we give. But these financial blessings are increased and they are maintained by our management or stewardship. We, you and I, we interview for financial promotion every week when we show God He can financially trust us when we give to Him. Amen. Amen. Each one of us, every week, we do a financial interview. God is looking to see if He can trust us with more. Luke chapter 19, verse 15, talks about this. And this is a parable that Jesus was telling about the different talents. And so He goes on in verse 15, it says... And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, this was a parable about a man and his resources. It says, then he commanded his servants to be called to him to whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Verse 16, then came the first one. He said, Lord, the pound that you gave me, I gained 10 pounds with it. Verse 17, and he said, well, thou good servant, because you have been what church? Amen. Come on, church, Amen. because you have been faithful over how much? Amen. Very little. He says, now I want you to have authority over 10 cities. Do you notice that his faithfulness in the very little is what put him in position to have management over more? Do you see that? Amen faithfulness watch this brings increase while unfaithfulness eventually brings decrease wow it was quiet on that one wasn't it let me say that again faithfulness brings increase while unfaithfulness eventually brings decrease you know the world says it like this if you don't use it you'll lose it listen to the new living translation of matthew 25 and then we're going to jump into the presentation this morning matthew 25 verses 21 in the new living translation says this the master was full of praise he said well done my good and faithful servant you have been faithful in handling this small amount so now i will give you many more responsibilities Let's celebrate together. Verse 22. The servant who had received two bags of silver came forward and said, Master, you gave me two bags of silver to invest, and I have earned two more. The master said, What church? Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling small amounts, so now I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Look at verse 24. Then the servant with the one bag of silver came and said, Master, I knew you were a harsh man, harvesting crops you didn't plant and gathering crops you didn't cultivate. I was afraid I would lose your money, so I hid it in the earth. Look, here is your money back. But the master replied, you wicked and... Lazy servant. He says, if you knew I harvested crops that I didn't plant and gathered crops that I didn't cultivate, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest. I want you to notice that the master was expecting increase from what he gave the person. So then he says, verse 28. Then he ordered, watch this now, here's the principle. Take the money from this servant. And give it to the one that had ten bags of silver. I'm going to say the principle again. Faithfulness brings increase. But unfaithfulness eventually brings decrease. He said, take the money from this servant. Give it to the one that had ten bags. And to those who use well, watch this, what they are given, even more will be given. And they will have abundance. But watch this. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. You know, a lot of people wonder how and why they seem to get increased financially, but they don't see the increase financially. You know, most people want to use the blessings of the Lord. They want to use that to get a bigger life better, other than a better life. See, I'd rather have a better life than a bigger life. He said, what is the difference? See, you know, you've been praying, oh God, please help me. You know, you don't have time when you come home to like maybe wash your clothes or wash the dishes. And so, you know, Lord, I need increase. And so he brings increase. And so what you do with that increase is you buy a new car. When you could have taken that increase and just hired somebody to do your laundry. Instead of getting a bigger life, you could have got a better life. Say amen to that. And so what I've discovered over the years is for me to qualify for more, God has to trust me with what He gave me. And so every year, uh, but prior to COVID, I would do a review preview. Those of you may not know who that is, what that is is I would do a review of what happened in the previous year with our church, financially and otherwise, and then I would give you a preview of, of where we're going uh, in the future. And so that's what we're going to do today. We used to call it the church business meeting. And I would have it after service. And very few saints would stay to watch it. We trust you, Pastor. Well, I know you trust me, but I still want you to know what's going on. And so what I did is I incorporated now the review preview presentation into the sermon. So you're going to get a sermon and you're going to get some information at the same time. And I promise you, most of what I'm going to share, you won't get it most churches. Most churches, they don't want you to know what, what, how much money they came, that came in. They don't want you to know that. I don't know why. And then they don't want you to know what they did with the money. Well, I feel that if the people who attend the church, if they understand what's happening, I believe they can trust me more as a leader. Amen. So we're going to start today. Uh, this is 2022. Everybody say 2022. So these are some results of what took place. So in 2022, we had 204 families join Word of Truth Family Church. Not people, families. Not only did they join, watch this now, they went through the membership process. So if you, how many have more than two kids? Two kids or more? All right, all right, all right. So guess what? So it's really not 204 families. It's probably about 600 bodies that have joined Word of Truth Family Church, right? So uh, that took place. And then we had over 150 total salvations, rededications, and uh, baptisms. And I'm going to come back to that because that number is not accurate. And I'll explain to you why it's not. Because if you look Uh, When we did our Christmas production in 2022, we did it on a Friday night and and a Sunday morning. And we had over 70 people who made commitments to Jesus Christ in just those two days. So I'm going to explain to you why that's going to change. All right. So now uh, that's really small back there. So I'm going to have to look this way. 665 people on average is what we had in attendance. And pre-COVID, it was about 1,100. But I want you to notice this next number. 1,722 people average viewing online every single week. And who give to Word of Truth Family Church. So technically, we have over 2,000 people who are involved in, in the church every single week. And you know what? COVID was bad, but COVID made some things happen that was good. Us going online was the best thing that ever happened to our church. Why? Because now we're reaching people not just across the nation, but across the world. Say amen to that. We have averaged about 200 people a week in true group. And you're going to see for 2023, I want to change that. All right. So uh, we launched last year our first prophetic true group. Now, if you have been paying attention, last year I started, uh, I decided to do a, uh, I decided to marry the prophetic with the word of truth or the word of faith. Typically, those are two different camps, if you want to call it that word of faith is over here and the prophetic is over here. But you can't have true prophetic without the word and you can't have the word without prophetic. So I put them together. And so we had our first prophetic true group and uh, it turned out well. They learned how to prophesy. They, so, you know, if you want to learn how to do that stuff, be in that true group the next time we have it. And then uh, we did for the first time. Well, no, it's not the first time. It's the first time as a sister church. We launched our sister church in California called Life Church. And Pastor Che is pastoring that church. And let me just tell you, he did very well for his first year. That church has grown. That church has increased. And we support that church every single month. Alright. And then these are some things that happened in 2022. Uh, we had the best Easter and Christmas production we could we ever had as a church. Amen. <laughs> My mom went to a Christmas production where she paid to go, and she said our production, which was free, was better than the paid production that she went to. And here's what's beautiful about our production it not only is wonderful in person, but it translates even digitally. Meaning that sometimes you can see something in person and it looks like, you know, uh, 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 a subpar movie on the screen. Well, because we have an excellent media department and we have great people on the camera and we have be- be- great people back there producing, Bobby is back there doing his thing. Uh, it looks like on on camera just like it does in person. So those of you who are watching, that don't mean you need to stay home now. But how many know it's good to have quality both ways, amen? And then uh, our worship and creative department, which drives all of our creative things, has grown to almost 100 people. So there's a casting that's taking place for our Easter production. Please, if you can act in any way, and most of you can, <laughs> ask your spouse. You're a great actor. Great actor. You need to go ahead and audition. And then uh, we had our first uh, Friday night. And here's the thing. We used this new, uh, I guess, app or whatever called Eventbrite. And we had almost 500 people who signed up to come to the production just through that vehicle. And that was amazing because what we want to do is to know Christ and do what? Sometimes you have to do things outside of church like Sunday because other people may want to experience what's happening at your church, but they don't want to miss their church. And so that's what we did on those Friday nights that we, that we did. Then also we evangelized to over 1,000 homes with our win tarrant campaign. Amen. We have, listen, street evangelism, Facebook ads will never replace that. So what we did, we created, and you can see on the photo there, we created these door hangers that had a Starbucks gift card in it. And uh, what we did, we gathered, we prayed, and then we went into the neighborhoods and we put those on the doors of all the, the neighborhoods that are right close to our area. And here's what's amazing about that, because people say, uh, well, why would you put a $5 gift card in there? Because one of our values as a church is generosity. And we want people to know we're not just trying to get something from you. We're trying to give something to you. Amen. And then when we did that, because remember, during the pandemic, we used to give out food because that was what was needed at the time. But as time went on and the pandemic lessened, we realized that our neighborhood does not have a need to give away or receive food. So what we did, we reinvented ourselves because I don't believe in doing the same thing just because we did it. Amen. That's why some churches right now don't exist or they're dinosaurs. Why? Because they still doing the same thing just because grandma did it. Great grandma did it. Great, great, great grandma did it. Well, guess what? That may not work today. We don't have a communion table up here with a with a chair doing altar call saying, "Is there one?" How many remember that growing up? Is there, Oh, oh yeah. Is there one? That's why only one person got saved. It was only one seat. So we got our youth involved, Pastor Jonathan's department, and we had over a hundred students who participated in evangelism. You, when you, if you train them up right, listen, they might depart, but they'll come back. So I tell parents, if you did, if you have put it in them, if you put that training in them, trust the trainer after that. Amen. All right. Let's see what else we have. Uh, we had our elevate students. Uh, participated and ministered in over four of our main church services why because we want you to know as parents that they're not being babysat they are being ministered to amen and listen they have their own praise and worship you may not know this but if you have a student between 7th through 12th grade, they have their own praise and worship. They have their own musicians. They have their own ministry. They do what they do. And you know what? I'm hoping that we can build a building quick enough to, so that they can have their own church on Sundays. Amen. And Pastor Jonathan, uh, he has two campuses. This is how I wanted him to think. Word of truth is his main campus, but Timberview High School, which is right down the street, is one of the schools that he ministered at. And they had over one hundred and twenty five athletes who either got saved or rededicated their lives to Jesus Christ last year. Amen. And then last year we hosted uh, two SHARE events, and I'll just give you this small story. So as our church transitioned, and now I'm over SHARE, at least for right now, uh, I started praying about what to do with SHARE, because women like to SHARE. Amen from the sisters. So I started praying, I don't know, a year and a half ago. Lord, how do you want me to manage that? And so he gave me a speaker that he wanted to to be our first speaker. And it was Priscilla Shire. I had never met her. I didn't know her. And I knew one thing about her is that she was busy. So I started praying about her coming. And so I told uh, Pastor Lisa about it and Pastor Lisa started praying with me. I didn't want to let it out because I didn't know if it was going to work yet. And so we're praying. And so finally, she was like, well, pastor, let's just invite her to a fall share to, to share uh, and see if she'll come to that. Well, we reached out to her office and her office said, uh, Priscilla is not available for next year, this year and next year. She's booked all the way up to 2020 uh, 20, to I'm like, this lady is busy till Jesus comes. And so when I heard that, the Lord said, don't stop praying. Remember now, a man's no will never cancel a God yes. So I kept praying, I kept praying, I kept praying, I kept praying. And so I was on sabbatical, I'll never forget this, in July. And I got off the plane. And as soon as I got off the plane, my phone rang. And it was uh, David Mann. Y'all know David and Tamala Mann. Well, they're friends of mine, been friends for a long, long time. And Tamla was wanting to release her first album in a long time. And they wanted to use the the church as a venue. And so he called me about that. And and so, you know, I said, hey, we've been friends for years. I let him do it. He said, Pastor, what are you going to charge I said, said, nothing. So I connected them with the staff because I was off. It was in July. And they made all the arrangements. And so uh, I'm still praying. And so uh, they had a, it was a it was a closed event. to It was a private event. They had all kind of big names, big people from all over the country flying in. Right. So it was on a Friday. So Thursday night, I decided to creep in here to see how they had, you know, decorated the place really nice, too. I mean, they transformed. Y'all think the foyer looks good. They took it to the next level. So I went through and so I came in here to see how they had to set up. They had all these famous people's names, you know. They didn't just say reserved. They had the person's name. So I was like, Oh wow, they're going to be here. I'm going to get their autograph. Oh yeah. Who's, you know, so, so then I come and look at my, my chair and it had my name on there. I'm like, praise God. The pastor name ought to be on the chair. Well, guess who they had sitting next to me? Priscilla Shire. I said, look at God. So that night I told the staff, I said, hey, when Priscilla Shire shows up, please let her know the host pastor would like to meet her. So my office was the VIP meeting spot. So I knew she had to come through there. So she comes in and I'm talking to her. I introduce myself and stuff. And so I told her, you know, hey, I've been praying about something and uh, I want you to pray about it too. And all you got to do is pray about it one time. You ain't got to pray about it twice. She was like, what is it? I said, I want you to pray about coming to speak at my women's ministry next year. And so I started telling her about it. And so she gave me her husband's email address. Now, I know what her office said. Her office said she was booked until Jesus come back. I know they said that. But I believe that I have favor with God. <laughs> Long story short, because I'm using up too much time on this story. Long story short, we were in here. And uh, Tamela was wrapping up. And Priscilla leans over and she says... I heard what you said. And as you all know, Priscilla Shire was our first chair of women's ministry for last year, our speaker. And guess what? Her message alone has reached over 100,000 views. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap for that. So last year, we baptized at least 15 true kids. Look at that photo. Pastor Chad is their pastor. By the way, the true kids think that Pastor Chad is the pastor of this church. (laughs) Please tell your children I'm the pastor. (laughs) they think Pastor Chad is the pastor because he's Pastor Chad, right? So anyway, and then our children's ministry, they started a dance ministry as well. But you know why? Because we're not babysitting your kids. We are teaching your children the gospel of Jesus Christ. All right, let's see what else we have. Uh, We have a blank screen right now. All right, so... Uh, Let me make sure that was the, the, the last screen. Okay, so I knew I missed the screen here. Okay, so here's the section that we're getting ready to cover. We're getting ready to cover the financial, operational, and administrative part of church. This is the part that you typically don't get from church. So I'm going to do my best to walk you through it so you can get it, okay? So this is what 2022 looked like, and then here's a preview of what happened. So in 2021, our church did $4.2 million. Give the Lord a hand clap for that. Can I tell you something? We did better during the pandemic meaning that we, we did better than the year before. In other words, during the pandemic, we grew. Now, look at what we did in 2022. We went from $4.2 million to $4.7 million. Give the Lord. That is, we grew by $503,000 last year, church. In other words, we grew by 10.5%. So watch how this is broken down. Can you see that? All right, those who are watching online, you should be able to see that on the screen. So what I did, I broke all of those percentages down. And uh, you can go back through this. And when you go home, you can do the math. I didn't want to do it with numbers because it's easier to do it in percentages. I want to start out with salaries. Do you notice that uh, out of the money that comes in, 25% of that is salaries? Now, how does that work? Think about it. Every time you give a dollar, 25 cents of that dollar pays the people to run the church. That means 75% of your money goes to church and ministry. Amen. So you can see, here's one one I'm really excited about is this number right here. Because our goal has always been to give 10% of our income out. Well, last year we went past 10%. We did 12% of our income that went out. Which, by the way, you'll see it on another screen Uh, That total comes up to be 591. I'm going to round it up to 600. We gave $600,000 away last year. And then, of course, you can see the rest of those. I I don't have my cheat sheet to explain everything in there, but all of those represent different areas the operational one is very important i'll show you in just a second that includes our mortgages our utilities all the things that make church run if you notice too we were able to save 10 percent of our income praise the lord give the lord a hand clap for that so here's some of the things that we 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 did last year we were able to pay off two of the loans see these speakers and lights and all the cameras and all that uh, we paid off two of the loans, which totaled six hundred and sixty five thousand. We paid it off last year. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap for that. In benevolence, benevolence is the money that we've set aside to help our members, because I don't believe in helping people outside of your church. If you can't help the people in your church. Amen. And the only thing I say to those who are in new membership, we do help people financially, but put something in the pot before you try to take something out. Y'all get that, huh? That's that old school country talk, but you understood. Alright. So listen, a hundred and nine, I'm gonna round up to almost two hundred. Almost two hundred thousand dollars is what we used to help our members last year. Amen. Now that's good and bad. Okay. Here's the bad part. The majority, not all, everybody say the majority. The majority of people that we have to help with benevolence, most of them uh, don't tithe. So I can see why they are needing help because they haven't learned yet to prioritize God in their giving. And then we have another percent, like I said, it wasn't everybody, but the majority of them don't tithe. And then the ones that do tithe that we have to help sometimes, uh, uh, we have to help them because they haven't learned to steward or be a good manager. And then, of course, we have a section that is true emergencies. We all need help sometime. Amen. 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 When I needed some money for this building, I was asking everybody that I thought had money. I was calling my friends up. Hey, man, you got a million dollars. So, everybody needs help sometime. All right. Uh, and as you can see, uh, the 591... Oh, let me say this. The missions and donations. That's ministries outside of our church, whether it's international or national. We gave out a total of $413,000. And here's what's going to happen this year. I'm getting ahead of myself, but... Uh, just like we planted Pastor Che as, as a sister church, this year I'm helping and we are helping as a church to plant a church in Fort Worth called Journey Church. Uh, Diego, Pastor Diego and Asia Fuller, uh, they're probably doing something. They're not here today cause, uh, you know, my thing is they're, they're helping, to, they're starting their church. Well, I'm their pastor and I'm helping to plant them. Yes, and so when y'all give, some of that money is going to help them because nobody helped me when I started and I refuse to be the kind of person that says, I did it on my own, you do it on your own. Amen. So, uh let me see here. I got to hurry up. Uh Here's stuff that you don't see. But when it used to rain hard, Pastor Jonathan hated it. Because we... We had a Niagara Falls in the back of the building where water was just coming in, in floods. Well, he had to like get the the vacuum suck machines and tear the rugs out and put the big fans down so it won't mildew and all that and so finally we found the leaks and then we put in some new gutters last week I mean last year so that helped us I'm just telling you all what we spent money at and then we added these panels see these panels right here we added that we added three new cameras it cost us about thirty two thousand dollars a year probably saying pastor why would you do that for just new cameras and stuff well the new foyer church is not the physical foyer no more the new foyer of this day's church is YouTube and Facebook when people log on that's your foyer so if your cameras look like you need glasses you know how when you need glasses and you refuse to put them on and when you put them on it's clear like "Ooh, that looks good well some people's Cameras, church-wise, look like that. And so, listen, it only takes a few seconds. They're going to log on, then they're going to log back off. Well, we had to make sure we upgraded our cameras and all that stuff. Uh, and so that has helped us. And then uh, we created, now this is something it, it, administratively because I'm gifted administratively. However, uh, I don't have the time that I used to have to just completely manage staff. So I came up and we created a custom app. And this app helps me manage the staff. So all of their tasks that they put in there, they clock in on that. So everything about them. So if I want to know what somebody's working on, all I got to do is log on and click on their name. And I can see all the stuff that they're doing. And I can see all the stuff that they're not doing. (laughs) Praise the Lord for the staff. Uh, I forget how much money it costs to do that but it costs a lot of money. And then last last year we we hired two additional admin staff. So what are we doing for 2023? I'm almost there. This is good. What are we going to do this year? The Bible says without a vision people what? Perish. Perish. And, and and here's what I also believe, without vision people it, people make it hard to participate. I want you to be educated. I want you to know. In fact, go ask your church friends when you go to work tomorrow, ask them, hey, do you know how much money came in your church? You know what they're going to say? No. And some of them who are carnal are going to put an H in front of that. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm not talking about <laughs> either. I'm not talking about that. So what are we going to do in 2023? Well... We're going to develop an assimilation process that touches visitors, connects them to church, and then manage the spiritual commitments. Because remember earlier I said the numbers of commitments that we have was not right? Well, what happened is during the pandemic, uh, before the pandemic, we would do an altar call and I would ask people to raise their hand. We would count the names and we would physically give them something to fill out. Well, when the pandemic came, there was nobody in the chairs to give anything to. So we had to create an electronic or digital way for people to make their commitments. And so what happens is they would make the commitment and then they're supposed to go and uh, fill out digitally, you know, the commitment. Well, some people do it and some people don't. Most don't. And so we, I, because if there was any area that I don't sleep good about, it's this area right here. Why? Because it's the management of spiritual lives. So Jesus, the Bible says, he left the 99 to go get what? One. Well, what's the big deal about that? It's a big deal because he wouldn't have known that one left if he wasn't counting. Everybody say every soul counts. So as a pastor, I have to make sure that all the spiritual commitments that's taking place in a church setting... Are somehow being managed. Visitors are being touched. People are—they uh, can go through the process. And so, Pastor Jonathan's role is expanding. Okay, he—he uh, he is still going to oversee. So he's now Bishop Jonathan Calhoun. We have a white bishop in the church now. Bishop Jonathan is still going to be overseeing uh, the Elevate Youth. And Martavius right now is the minister who's, the kids are ministering. He's ministering to the kids. So y'all give Martavius a big hand clap. And the goal, of course, is to work him into uh, ministry. Until then, uh, Pastor Jonathan is overseeing that. But his role is changing where he's going to be responsible now for putting this whole assimilation process together. And it takes a lot because we have internal systems and software and stuff that needs to be used. And you have to understand that for, to, for, to be able to do this. And so he's, uh, he's very good at putting something together, putting the structure and the systems in, putting the people in there, getting it running, oversee it. And then he just handed it over to somebody. He's very good at that. And so I figured I'm going to let now i'm gonna promote him as a bishop now y'all know i'm playing about that now so yeah. bishop jonathan okay uh so he's going to be doing that so now we're going to be changing some things when it comes to these different commitments now when someone visits the visits the church they're not just going to get some email but they're going to get some follow-up we do call people but there's going to be a system in place and then the second thing is uh Uh, i'm gonna train and ordain a person to be our online pastor and i already have that person i just can't tell you who it is because i haven't told my staff yet but i'm gonna tell them tuesday this person is the right person for that job right there now it's not a full-time position but my thing is it don't matter what you're called to do you're working full-time for the lord amen so uh, because here's the thing our online presence is growing I want those people to be pastor if something happens I want them to know that when you need some help you contact this person at Word of Church Family Church and they are trained and ordained to help you say amen to that alright what else are we going to do well we're going to decorate the true kids area to make it look like a kids area yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, and why y'all clapping it costs a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> clap on that, go on and clap, come on. A hundred. Hundred G's. <sighs> That's all I can say about that one. Well, we want it to look attractive to the kids. Now When you get in there, it looks good. But it's that outside and that whole thing. And when visitors come in, I don't want them to feel like they're checking their kids into a kid's hospital. Because that's kind of how it looked back there. Real sterile, real gray, real... Anyway. All right. So uh, we're going to research and hopefully complete some drawings for our next facility, which will be for our youth. But Pastor Jonathan gave me an idea. He had a dream a couple of days, a couple of times, a couple of days ago. I think it was on Martin Luther King Day. I was like, I had a dream. (laughs) So he had a dream that there's this area back here that I was going to make a playground initially that we might be able to add to the back of this building to that part and make that the youth for them to meet on Sunday. And here's why I want to do that, because I believe more youth will come on a Sunday if they can come with their parents or whatever. To have to stop in the middle of the week and bring your kids, that's kind of tough. So we had about 200 to 250 students come into church when we were in the school because they had their own service. So we're going to work toward that. Amen. I'm going to do a financial seminar this year, and I'm going to combine it with uh, there's a young lady. There are very few. I think it's four. Uh, African-American women who own banks in the United States of America. And uh, one of my neighbors is one of them. She owns a bank. And so I'm going to work with her doing this financial seminar uh, because I want everyone who can buy a house, if you don't have one, the first step, one of the first steps in uh, producing uh, not just a legacy but produce some type of financial stability is to buy a home. And so, you know, we we use our own realtors and stuff, whoever you want to use. But she she the bank. So she got the money. So I'm going to try to make that work. So Charisse and I had dinner with her and her fiancé Friday. We were smooching them. <laughs> Hopefully she's not watching. <laughs> she got smooched. <laughs> Okay, so this one is serious. I'm almost done. Now, this one right here. Okay, so when we did Project 360, many of you may not have been here. The purpose of Project 360 was to produce income for us to purchase land, buy a building. Listen, use the money to pay the building off so we can do another building. That's how you are in this building. The land that we purchased to buy, to do this was six acres. We paid cash. It was $357,000 that we paid. How, did we, how were we able to pay cash? Because people was giving to the Project 360 fund and they were doing it consistently. Well, it was easy for them to do that because we didn't have a building and they had something to strive for. When we got to the building, many people said, ah, we're in it. We don't have to do Project 360. No, because it was designed to pay for the building. Building, and then be able to pay the building up. And so here's what's been happening. Okay, currently, the notes on this building is $53,000 a month. Now, I know that's a big number to a lot of y'all. You like, I don't even make that a year. Well, think about it. I'm facing that every month. None of y'all name is on that loan except for Pastor Edmund. So when you leave church, just think about me. <laughs> But listen, we ain't, we ain't struggling because remember, I, we save money, we save 10%. So it's not, I'm not telling you this for that. I'm telling you this for this reason. $53,000 is the note for the building. The monthly income for Project 360, say this number with me, $7,893. In other words, that's what we're giving to the fund every single month. Well, the difference between the 53 and the 7 is 45107 In other words, what we're having to do, this is a deficit. So where's this money coming from? We're taking this money out of our main operating budget to pay for this when we shouldn't have to do that. Because had we did it like it's supposed to be, we might have had to pay this building off by now. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do and pray about. If you're not giving to the Project 360 fund, Start. I don't care how much it is, $2, $1, $5, $25, $100, a $1,000, whatever your budget can do, do something, right? Because I believe when you take care of God's house, he'll take care of yours. But I'm showing you what is taking place with that. All right. So let's look now. What else are we going to do? We're going to hire some additional staff. You say, well, pastor, what is that? I don't know what it is. When the need comes up is what we'll look at. And then we want to grow our online and social media status and activity. Why? Because that's the first place that people are going to see you. They're not going to come to the building first. They're going to come online. All right. Uh, also, we want to change our perspective from volunteering to serving. You say, what do you mean by that? See, volunteering is something you decide to do. Serving is something God's created you to do. And so you can, you, can, you can volunteer United Way and all those places. And you do that when it's convenient for you. Serving is about not just being convenient. It's about a calling. Amen. So there are some of you all who need to, not some. Everybody ought to serve in some capacity. So I want to increase our... Uh, what we call the dream team to about 500 so, so yesterday we had about 250 something people that was part of the volunteer luncheon next year I don't even want to have the luncheon here because I want to have so many people who have started serving in the ministry amen yeah, look, yes that's a good place to go. let me hurry up uh, we're going to increase our true groups from 25 to 50. Right now, we have about 25 active true groups, different types and that kind of thing. Where we want to increase that to about 50. And then I want to double our true group attendance. Why? Because you will learn in this room, but you will grow in a smaller room. And some of you all, it's easy to leave church because you have no friends. But also, we've designed true group for you to connect with people and for you to grow. Say amen to that. All right. Let me see what else we got. Uh-oh. Okay, how many did I skip doing that? Okay, there we go. All right. Uh, this year in the fall, we will be going to Jamaica for our, our missions trip after down the COVID. So if you want to be a part of missions, we'll set it up. You'll hear the announcements. We're going to Jamaica. I didn't want to go nowhere like, like required a whole lot of missions, okay, because Jamaica won't have air conditioning, but at least we'll have ceiling fans. Because, see, some of y'all can't make it, you know. We're we not ready to wash our clothes, hand. No, we're not ready for that. We got to take one step at a time. So we're going to go to Jamaica. Yes, mine. We're going to go to Jamaica, mine. And we're going to have some fun. And we're going to serve Jesus at the same time. All right. So that's coming up. Yes. And I think that is, is that it? Did y'all learn something today? All right. So I want you to think about what you can do to be a part of the vision. There are two things that I know you can do. Even if you're not serving nowhere, you can pray and you can give. Everybody say pray Pray. and give. Actually, here's a third one. And you can invite people to church. You can invite people to church. And I will say this. We have been a church for 17 years and we have never bounced a check. I have people who used to work for us who would come back and work for me if I asked them. Amen. That means we're a good church. Amen. So with every head bow, every eye closed, you may be visiting and say, I didn't know I was going to walk in on a business meeting. Well, Maybe God know you needed this because your church hurt is, I don't know what my last church did with the money. Well, now God is, he's he's now saying, what you going to do now? There's some people in the room, you just need to make a decision for a church. I dare you to ask God, is this the church you're supposed to be a member of? I dare you to do it. If you don't want to ask that question, it's because you want to stay spiritually floating. But the Bible says those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Evan, I'm not a part of a church, but I need to give my life to Jesus Christ.